0: Um, we do have a special guest this evening and that is some pieces of furniture a replica of the of the tabernacle and I'm going to give us a short lesson tonight and give everyone the opportunity to come up and take a look at the at the pieces of furniture here they are they are to scale, but we don't have an area large enough here to place them in so so uh, they're they're lined up in the order in which you would have found them but but we'll we'll uh, save that for a few minutes from now. Let's go ahead and bow for prayer and we'll have our, have our lesson. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you now and thank you for this time. Thank you for everybody that's here. And we, we ask you, Father, that you would uh, make, make this uh, time and this lesson this evening to be a, a great encouragement to us in our relationship to you. Father, we, we pray that you would reveal to us your grace through our great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are all totally and completely dependent upon him and his work to make us acceptable to you. And we know that his work is sufficient to grant us acceptance with with you, Heavenly Father. So we we ask your blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen. (coughs) Well, let's go to Exodus chapter 25. We have spent quite a bit of time going over the tabernacle and we are we're going to go ahead and press on uh, into the book of Leviticus here over the next few weeks and take a look at the offerings that were associated with the tabernacle and uh, uh, learn more about our relationship with the Lord through this visual aid uh, of the tabernacle and then we will we will continue on after we've studied the tabernacle we're just going to keep right on going uh, into the instructions in the book of Leviticus for how the children of Israel were supposed to live. Really, the theme of the book of Leviticus is fellowship with God. It is really all about how to have acceptance with God and partner with God based upon sacrifice on the one hand, that's the first 17 chapters, and separation from sin, that's the rest of the book. And there's some application for us. We're not the children of Israel going into the land of Canaan uh, defeating the Canaanites. But the Canaanites were judged by the Lord through the children of Israel because they were engaged in certain grievous sins. They, that, that culture was in a condition that uh, Ezekiel called the fullness of iniquity. And as we look at the book of Exodus, I'm sorry, the book of Leviticus and see the kinds of things that the Lord prohibited the children of Israel to do, we're going to see the kind of behavior that the that the Canaanites were involved in, and and as we as we read that, it will help us to be more sympathetic with with the Lord in in his command to wipe them out. So um, but but that's that's getting way ahead of ourselves. I'd like for us to go to Exodus chapter 25 by, uh, by way of review tonight. Uh, remember the, the Lord brought the children of Israel out of Egypt to make a covenant with them. And the point of their covenant was found in Exodus chapter 19 where the Lord said, If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be unto me a peculiar people, for all the nations of the earth are mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And the Lord's purpose for the children of Israel in bringing them out of Egypt and making this covenant with them was to have a whole nation of people through which he could reveal himself to the rest of the world. Uh, He said they would be a kingdom of priests. That's the idea that they're going to be mediators uh, between God on the one hand and the rest of the world on the other. And they would be a holy nation if they kept his commandments. They would be separate from sin. But I want to remind us that there was nothing. There was nothing that God said in the preamble of that covenant to indicate that people were going to be saved through keeping the commandments. Nothing was said there about their personal forgiveness of sin, their personal salvation from sin, their uh, personal assurance of heaven. This whole covenant was for one purpose for God to take a group of people and to publicly show the world what his truth was all about, what God is like and how to approach God. And a fundamental part of that covenant was the 10 commandments which showed them the the kind of morals that God requires. And then we have the the judgments which sets up the civil government for the children of Israel and governs in their relationships with each other. And then we have the tabernacle and the ceremonies. And that's where we are right now. So whenever he called the people of Israel out, he wanted them to be peculiar and distinct in their moral qualities and in their personal relationships. He wanted them to have a peculiar and distinct kind of government. And for those those of us that are interested in the political spectrum of life, as we read through those chapters twenty-one through twenty-three, uh, one of the main themes throughout that chapter is that is that one of the major functions of government is to establish justice um, in, within a society. And then, and then, whenever we come to this portion of the covenant, the the uh, tabernacle, the priesthood, and the offerings, the Lord is giving us a visual aid of how people on a personal level can approach God and have acceptance with God. He began this section by calling Moses up into the mountain, and the Lord gave these instructions to Moses over a period of 40 days. And not only did the Lord give Moses verbal instructions, but he also showed him what this um, structure was supposed to look like. So let's begin here in Exodus chapter 25, where the Lord said in verse 1, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering. Of every man that giveth it willingly, with his heart ye shall take my offering. And then it tells us the the materials that they were supposed to bring for the tabernacle. And then in verse 8, he says, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. So the Lord told them to take an offering, and and uh, that I may have a sanctuary. That that is sanctuary means a holy place, so that I can dwell among the people of Israel. Now, if we think about what is it, that, what's the point that the Lord is trying to make with the people of Israel through this? You know, the Lord was already there in their presence, way over yonder up on Mount Sinai, that was that was burning and on a smoke over there with lightnings and thunderings. But the Lord wanted the people of Israel to to have A sense of the Lord as not just being the the Lord afar off, but he wanted the people of Israel to have a sense that the Lord is in the midst of us. God is a God that is near. The Lord is approachable to us individually if we desire to go to him. And so the Lord instructed them to, to build the tabernacle. And, and the, again, those instructions took 40 days. At the end of that 40 days, we have the great irony. Remember, Moses came down with the tables of stone in his hand and the instructions for the tabernacle. And part way down the mountain, he realized there is a crisis going on down here. There is something horribly wrong with the people of Israel. And, and of course, what, what Moses walked into was, well, an orgy of idol worship complete with music, nakedness, dancing, worshipping the calf, feasting uh, to, uh, in, to, uh, to worship the god, which, which was a, a replica of the gods of Egypt. And if you stop to think about that from a purely human standpoint, what else could they do? They had been brought out of, the, they had been brought out of Egypt. They had spent 400 years immersed in the Egyptian culture the Egyptian gods, the Egyptian ways of thinking. Remember when the children of Israel complained about wanting to go back to Egypt, what did they say that they missed of Egypt? The food. They missed the food. They had adopted the culture of Egypt all the way down to the to the food, the gods, the, the means of worship. These people had been brought out of Egypt, brought to Mount Sinai. And they'd been there at the foot of Mount Sinai for about two months now. And... Moses had gone up to visit with God and after after several days, they did the normal human thing and that is they thought, we need some leadership. <laughs> we need some leadership here. And uh, of course, they had a, the Egyptian uh, uh, spiritual frame of reference which was to, to worship the golden calf. And so they imposed upon Aaron and Aaron built the calf and, and so the children of Israel had this worship service for the golden calf. And of course, the problem is that just 40 days before, they had promised before God that they would keep the covenant, the first commandment of which is, you shall have no other gods before me. The second one, you shall not make unto yourselves any graven image to bow down to them. And yet, here they were, breaking the, breaking the very covenant that they had, had entered into. So Moses comes down from the mountain, sees this breaking of the covenant going on, and, and of course, then there was the judgment, wasn't there? God wanted to destroy the whole nation of the people of Israel, but God spared that nation because of one man, and it wasn't Aaron. Although Aaron would go on to become the great high priest, at this point, when Moses came down from the mountain, Aaron was the guilty party. Aaron was the one that had made the calf that they were worshipping. The very one that God had pointed to and and, uh, ordained as the one that was going to be the high priest of Israel was the very one that had led them in the worship of, of the golden calf. Again, we see God's grace here, don't we? So, so Moses uh, called the people of Israel and said, everybody that's on the Lord's side, come over here. And then he told them, go over there. Those people that, that didn't get right, those people that are still over there worshiping the calf, go execute them. And so the, the Lord's judgment came. And then through the intercession of Moses and the pleadings of Moses with the Lord the people of Israel were spared, weren't they? Their lives were spared. They were restored to the promises of God and to the purpose that God had for them to go into the land of Canaan and be a peculiar people. And God's presence was even restored among them all because of the pleadings of Moses. Moses was really the the high priest that saved them physically, isn't he? But after they were spared they were to go on and build the tabernacle. And so beginning in chapter 35, we have the account of how Moses gathered all the congregation in Genesis chapter 35, verse 1. Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded you, that you should do them. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you an holy day, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord, whosoever doeth work therein, shall be put to death. Notice that even though they were about to enter into a major building project to build the the sanctuary of God, they were still obligated to keep the Sabbath. And so they brought their offerings. They brought their offerings and they brought more than enough. The the scripture points out that the the men that were that were collected the offering says in uh, chapter thirty six Verse 5, And they spake unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the work, for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the sanctu- offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it, and too much. So the people of Israel, after this crisis, in which they, they had to get right, they, they brought more than enough of, a, of an offering to the Lord. Then we see the building of the tabernacle. Uh, the, the focus, first of all, is on the, on the structure of the tabernacle, the building itself. And then the focus is on the furniture, and then we see the focus on the, the garments for the priest. And that takes us from chapter 36, verse 8, all the way through chapter 39. And again, what we're doing is we are, we're, just, we're going through and, and this time through we're seeing the statement and they made such and such and they built this and that and it was this size and they built it this way. And, and so what we really have here is a review. God instructed Moses in, in chapters 25 through 31 how to build it and then here we are in chapters 36 through 39 we're told and they built it this way. So there's a review there. Then they they completed it, and let's let's go to chapter thirty-nine. In in chapter thirty-nine, we're told that the tabernacle was presented to Moses, beginning in verse thirty-three, where it says, "And they brought the tabernacle unto Moses, the tent, all his furniture, his tacks, his boards, his bars, his pillars, his sockets, the covering of ram skins dyed red, covering of badger skins, and on and on, just a detailed list of all the different." Parts of the tabernacle. Verse 41. The cloths of service to do service of the holy place and the holy garments for Aaron the priest and his son's garments to minister in the priest's office according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So the children of Israel made all the work. And Moses did look upon all the work and behold they had done it even as the Lord had commanded even so had they done it. And Moses blessed them. What a change. What a change. What a a wonderful event. What a wonderful time that was in the history of the people of Israel. We're looking at the probably one of the high points spiritually. And then we see that Moses set it up in chapter forty. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month shalt thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation And shall put therein the ark of the testimony and cover the ark with the veil. And And then it goes on to God's instructions to tell Moses exactly how to build it. And then in verse 16 it says, Thus did Moses according to all that the Lord commanded him, so did he. Verse 17, And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was reared up. So the people of Israel have been out of have been out of Egypt for nearly a year. Remember, on the first day of the first month, that was the month Abib that the, that the Lord had specified would be the first uh, month for them. On the 14th day of that month, when they were in Egypt, they offered the they sacrificed the Passover. And then on the 15th day, they began to leave Egypt. So, So here they are. They've been out of Egypt just about a year now and they've they've raised up the they're rearing up the tabernacle Moses is following God's instructions putting the tabernacle together setting it all up and then in verse 33 it says and he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate so Moses finished the work then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys." look at the next verse and the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation saying see from this point on God would speak to the people of Israel from the tabernacle and in the book of Psalms it says specifically from between the cherubims that were in the tabernacle that's where the Lord spake from so we've seen a big transition here when the Lord brought them out of Egypt, He simply led the column with the, with the cloud by day and fire by night. Then whenever they arrived at Mount Sinai, the cloud and glory of the Lord was on the mountain. But then after they built the tabernacle, the cloud and glory of the Lord was upon the tabernacle. And we're going to see a little bit later that the tabernacle was was the physical center point of the camp of the children of Israel. The Lord was right there in the center of them. That's a very important lesson for us, and that is that the house of God was the center of their life. It wasn't somewhere off out yonder that, that they might go to once in a while, but it was at the very center. And God's leadership was there, focused, focused on, on his house.